Hey, what's going on? Greens and good day and welcome everyone to the first ever call-in episode of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice and I'm joined at this time by, uh, uh, as always... Uh, old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I keep telling people, last week's topic was the elderly. If you're listening to me talk about the elderly, you should be calling in about this week's topic, which is, of course, pet care. Good <laughs> Good to know. Um, so yeah, well, so we're going to give this a go. This is, right now we're on a platform called Dialogue. So um, I think a couple is it's a Toronto-based uh, company that is trying to um, uh, that's that's doing like a live uh, live thing. So we're going to give it a shot. Let's see how it goes. And uh, yeah, <laughs> no trepidation in your voice there whatsoever. Uh, well, of course, there's much trepidation. Uh, I mean, it could end up being just a regular episode of Birds All Day. If you are listening to this um, for right now, this will not uh, show up in the regular feed. So it won't be in the RSS. It won't show up in your iTunes. Um, but uh, we're experimenting and hopefully it goes well. I, um, I think I think I can I think I can get it, uh, you know, an audio file of it to put in the feed. I think we'll I think we'll, right. be able to do that. Yeah. we're going to uh, do some finagling, as I understand it. Indeed. Is that what you you would describe finagling? I'll look around the source code a bit, and if I if I have to, otherwise, I can just literally like play the file on my computer and record the audio output. So, who among us who hasn't who among us hasn't been into the source code? Uh, <laughs> back in the day, that was the only way to embed embed images from Instagram. You have to oh, go in that there does, and, that's like, from, yeah. steal. Yeah, steal the thing. So, uh, well, it's hardly stealing if it's public in that weird little <laughs> file of, of incomprehensible code. Uh, I'm on that Mr. Robot shit all day long. That's my whole thing in there in the, in the HTML, reading the code, like you said, like on like Neo. No, maybe not Neo. He didn't really do that in in the Matrix uh, film. That is like I don't know, twenty years old now, more than twenty years old. Seems that uh, way. Yeah, probably is about that. Yeah, that's fucked up, but yeah, that's true. Um, so the All-Star break happened, the All-Star game happened, the, the J-Hap got the save, which is a, a delightful transition. I don't think they, the intention for the intention was for him not to pitch, and then there he was in the All-Star game. Yeah, um, I, guess, I, I did tune in for that, uh, for that brief moment. Yeah. I, I have a knack for uh, I keep my I keep my eye on you know the uh, the MLB app and then when mm-hmm. I saw that Hap was uh, was going into the game I pretended like I've been watching all along and, and got into it for a second there but I of course did not pay a minute's attention to the uh, to the All Star game otherwise. You see what happened was that I was unable to access the All Star game for whatever reason. Um, I was not I was like I use MLB TV through my uh, through my smart TV. So I have an app and I just log mm-hmm. in and it's all good ordinarily, but it was giving me an error saying that I, you have to be able to log in to, to show that you have a Fox subscription. And then it was sending me to this American website that obviously wasn't right. And then one time it gave me the option. It was like, Oh, do you want the international feed? Cause that, ordinarily that's an option when you are, uh, yeah, sure many yeah. people are alo- uh, aware it wasn't there. And then I tried to hit it. It showed up. I was like, Oh, please. Nope denied so there was no no all-star game not in real time not for me yeah you know i i realize now that that happened to me too i had to i had to log in through sportsnet to watch it well 
not all of us have make that oil chic money like you. So. <laughs> not all of us have our parents' passwords uh, like like adults for uh, cable. No, no, I do. Websites. I have that. Yeah, okay, I have that. Well, that I, I assure you, that's the only way I'm watching fucking Sportsnet. Um, I, I, God bless that. I watched a lot of the World Cup. That that was the biggest difference for me between this World Cup and the last World Cup was that I was able to watch. <laughs> that would make a quite you know quite a large difference, yeah. Yeah, so Jay Happ, of course, he did give up a home run to um, Joey to Votto. Uh, Joey Votto. Yeah. So the, the Canadian uh, singularity was nigh, but uh, he pitched the otherwise got out of the inning, struck somebody out, as I understand it. Yeah, you know, I, I I hate to see Joey Votto succeed like that because you know he's always he's got these antics that he does. I really think he needs to mature. Uh, if he's going to become a true star in this league, uh, you know, I see him in his interactions with fans and, uh, you know, I think, I think Joey's just got a lot of growing up to do. It's something he should really consider. And I think I, I have to write several think pieces about it. Uh, uh, definitely. He, he Joey Votto <laughs> is, is the think piece um, factory. I can't think of another player who I would want to write a think piece like that about. Well, because you can't write about his team because they're dog shit. I, yeah. what the, we, I listened to the to the game on the radio. In fact, mm-hmm. I listened to it on the way um, to and from uh, my traditional Tuesday night basketball uh, run. And uh, John Shambi was on the call, and he was uh, great as always. And uh, he, uh, he uh, anyway, he that's an aside. Um, but I was shocked at the fact when I was coming home, so it was a bit later, it was like, why... Are there three Cincinnati Reds on the All Star team? Mm. Three, and they were all in the game at the same time. Votto and then Jeanette, of course, who who hit a home run, which you know as they do. Um, and Joey Votto, of course, almost made the error. But um, but yeah, that was it. That was my that was my All Star game experience. And that's the Blue Jays, the extent of the Blue Jays All Star game experience. I guess the other big piece of news. Right now is, of course, that Manny Machado no longer plays for the Baltimore Orioles. So somehow, somehow, they're going to be even worse in the second half of the season. It's quite incredible to think. I am looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> I think with Cam Lewis, who, uh, who I worked with at Blue Jays Nation, I think tw- was tweeting this week, or maybe it was the Blue Jays Nation account itself, talking about how uh, really hopeful that they can uh, finish a uh, 100 games back in the American League East race. I mean, it may still be mathematically possible. 100 games back. <laughs> wow. So that would mean they'd have to basically lose 50 games fewer than the, than the first yeah. place team. I mean, they're, they're half, well, we're over halfway through the year, but they're uh, 39 and a half back. They would have to, they'd have to lose a hell of a lot, obviously. But, uh, but I think these Orioles could do it. These plucky upstarts, I think they, uh, I think they have it in them. They, they do have it in them. I think if, if, ever, if ever anybody had it in them to finish 100 games back in the division, it's the Orioles. Uh, I cannot have. Okay, so we got a question here. Well, let's let's dive right in. It's not a calling question. Um, yeah, what are, what are we doing? We're not. We're taking we're taking written questions. So we, we got written questions. So there's a comment section down uh, here if you want to sign in anonymously, and um, uh, you can leave a comment. Or the, I, if you log in with Twitter, you should be able to um, hop in and and try to. There's like a little cue, so if you want to hop in and say like, "Hey, this is what I'm going to say," I, I assume you can do that. Um, and if not, we'll uh, you know we'll just keep we'll take them out of the comments here. So, a guy wanted to see a discussion of the Votto versus somebody. I saw this. Yeah, Ian Hunter tweeted. Uh, oh, okay. The, the the map of the the swings that 
Votto and Kevin Pillar have taken uh, at pitches outside the zone, which was uh, they, they could not be more different, the two of them. So the suggestion then is, of course, that uh, Kevin Pillar swings at bad pitches and Joey Votto swings at good. Is that what we're working with here? Well, mostly. I mean, Votto's is a fucking thing of beauty, right? I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's just a tight little circle around around the strike zone, and he just doesn't chase anything. And Pilar's is, you know, a fucking Jackson Pollock. It's just there's shit going everywhere. I feel like, I mean, Kevin Pilar is a pretty free-swinging guy. Um, you know, it was a swing that's sort of built for contact, and he hit. That's why he got to the big leagues. I think it's easy for us to forget that. But I also think that, you know, as, as it goes, um, Blue Jays fans, there are way wilder swingers. There are, I think there are got to be way guys with way crazier strike zones than Kevin Pillar. I, I think I think absolutely. People, he's got this reputation. I mean, it, not that it isn't earned. Like, the, the watching him flail away at, uh, at you know, stuff uh, breaking away from him. Uh, is is very much a thing, but he, you know this year is his wor- the the worst of his career, save for a brief time in uh, 2014. He's uh, an 18% strikeout rate. Like I mean, that's Josh Donaldson strikes out more than that. Uh, lots of guys strike out more than that. That's that's below that's below average, right? I mean, which is mm-hmm. which I think is probably surprising to people who watch Pilar and are like, yeah, the strikeout machine. But uh, the I think at BP Toronto they've done some. I think last year or maybe the, even the year before they did a really interesting piece about how he makes it work for him you know how he uh, how the the strikeouts do stay low because you know he is a contact hitter and it's the uh, I, I i i won't do it justice because i can hardly remember what the fuck they were saying but uh but yeah he's a he's a different hitter i think than a lot of people realize uh and right now like most of the team striking out a hell of a lot more than Kevin Pillar is, which is, uh, which is common for him, even though he has that reputation. I think in some ways, Kevin Pillar is a model for what, the, the modern, the rise of modern baseball and the way that it's played now. And there are the, you know, obviously the people who are its opponents, like John Smoltz, for example, always decrying the state of baseball every time he's being paid to watch, discuss baseball, which is, <laughs> which is, which is very delightful. Mm-hmm. But strikeouts, we've come to understand that they're not the end of the world. They're not the great, plague the great evil that we were taught a lot of us it was beaten into our heads when we were growing up don't want to strike out choke up you know but in some ways Kevin Pollard's ability to put the bat on the ball is it's almost to his detriment because he makes shitty contact or he hits shitty pitches that he shouldn't as opposed to swinging through them and then maybe having another chance to get deeper into the count um I mean that's just something I'm just saying off the top of my head but Mm -hmm. I think that more more, maybe more the, the the bigger point is Kevin Pillar wouldn't be much worse if he struck out more, but but hit, but 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 made better contact with the pitches that he had, or if he was able to get deeper into counts. I don't know because hey, he doesn't walk, doesn't strike out. So uh, actually, Sam Miller wrote something uh, that was interesting about uh, contrasting Mookie Betts and, my, and Mike Trout. Of course, Mookie Betts and Mike Trout being basically the two best hitters in baseball right now, aside from Joey Votto, who we've already mentioned. But uh, but Betts is a very different approach. He he's way more aggressive, especially in the count. He tends not to get to two strikes near quite as often as Trout does. And as such, he doesn't walk as much. Trout, you know, a lot of Trout's, well, not a lot of his value is caught up in his walks, but his walks are testament to his patience, to his his unwillingness to extend the zone. Uh, he does strike out a bit more because he is, there are pitches in, in zones that he just isn't going to go after. And he, he you know, I, I feel like Trout probably strikes out looking more than a lot of guys. Um, but, but yeah, so Pilar, 
Pilar's Pilar. I mean, I think there was there's obviously there's a bit of a drumbeat again to trade him and see what they Jason get and then roll out with whoever else they've got left um, in the outfield this year. But again, I I, I don't really think it's going to happen this year. I don't think that uh, that we'll see Pilar trade. Maybe I'm crazy. Well, he's going to have to get healthy first, so that's yeah, that's probably that's, that's probably spiked that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird that the guy fly flinging himself around all the time. Uh, has eventually managed to get hurt. It did seem like it was inevitable. <laughs> and he was, so, I think he even said that afterwards. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing some of his quotes and I hope mm-hmm. that's what he said, but he was kind of like, you know, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often the way I, you know, the way I play the game or maybe Gibbons said that or somebody said that. But it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how laudable that is that, like, well, yeah, got really lucky not being on the shelf way more. It's like, I mean, you, you can't. Uh, you can't say anything bad about his track record of health. He has stayed remarkably healthy and it is you know, always out there. Uh, but this does seem like a thing that was going to happen. It's another uh, another item to add to the list of uh, things that have... I mean, I don't know that they were necessarily going to look to trade Pilar. This, uh, this coming, uh, you know, uh, with the trade deadline that is approaching, but... Uh, Obviously, they can't do it now. He's one of he's one of a number of uh, potential trade chips that have uh, suddenly become uh, not in play for the Jays. Oh, we're going to get into this depressing topic already, are we? No, we won't. We won't. Uh, we'll go depressing another way. We've got um, uh, uh, Shaw Joke has left a comment for us asking, can you validate my mad dream of having Harper, Bryce Harper, I assume he's discussing, sign here in the offseason on what would probably have to be a heavily front-loaded deal so that he can mentor our thick son on hype and how to deal with it and deliver on it, also matching home runs and bat flipping to the moon? Or can you not validate with reality and force me back to binge drinking and basking in the glory of what young Vlad will do on his own with the rest of our large adult sons to come? Uh, so... Bryce Harper's not going to sign here. No, it would be nice. Well, what's yeah? No, he'd do worse. We, yeah, I guess. I mean, no, it's not going to happen. I, I, I mean, that's yeah. I mean, it would be nice if if Shaw Joe had called in to ask that question, then we could have mocked him on the air here. I don't think he was mocking. He's he's hopeful, and, no, and he, he's right that Vlad and the rest of the large adult sons will will uh, will rake all on their own. But uh, no, Bryce Harper when it's. it's Whenever we start to 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 put little like tri- tricks and wrinkles into the contracts, I feel like those are the least likely to happen. I feel like Bryce Harper is probably going to he'll sign a long contract with it with at least one opt out in it, um, just because he's so young. So there'll be an op- opportunity for him to opt out, but there's no way he's going to do anything front loaded. No no tricks, no gimmicks, nothing like that. It's just going to be like pay up. Even though uh, I, I've said this before, I think I said this two years ago, and it. It, this take of mine has taken some 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 lumps along the way, but I would rather have Manny Machado if I was throwing around a quarter billion dollars. That's me. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Maybe maybe that take will age worse. Maybe Bryce Harper is, you know, it's it's he. There aren't guys like that very often, right? And Machado's an amazing player. Machado's like a seven, six seven win guy every year. Bryce Harper's got like that ten win talent that uh, people are just going to throw truckloads of money at him for. Yeah, but he's not a ten-win guy every year. That's yeah. Also, this reminds me of the uh, of, uh, Keith Law had his top fifty prospect update. Uh, put Fernando Tatis Jr. ahead of uh, ahead of our, our young, uh, large, thick son. Uh, which you know, speaking to your point about Machado over Harper, is you know, yeah, they, you do also have to play defense at some point, and, and that was basically Claude's. The number one thing working against 
the thing working against Tatis is the Padres. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Just actively uh, sabotaging his his progress. No, we do. We have a few people waiting in the queue here. So let's go to Matt first. Matt, uh, uh, also known on Twitter as a uh, Sporkless. Oh wait, what, am I letting him in? There we go. Hello, sir. How are you? Hi guys. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. You sound, you sound great. Thanks for calling in. Oh. Well, thanks. Um, my uh, question is a bit of a depressing one, I guess. Um, <laughs> so we all know how the American League has uh, shook out this year, and thinking about the past off season for the Blue Jays and uh, how we kept hearing the phrase raise the floor. So I guess my question is, have the results kind of repudiated that as a strategy or is that just the way it shook out because of the, the imbalance in the American league? And if we had a more of a, you know, a, a, a bunch of teams hovering around 500, it might've been more interesting and, or just, you know, those good teams, they got good players and that's kind of obvious, I guess, but is raise the floor, just not a good idea going forward. I think raise the floor is a good rallying cry when you do, in fact, have good players on the way. So raising the floor ahead of the Vlad and Bo and whomever else generation is a great idea. Because as we have seen, uh, or you don't even have to look any further than the Orioles, for example, um, that when you have those and the Jays, you know, 2017 and, and, and 2014 and 2013, that... Great players alone can't can't win can't win the day, but I think that maybe raise the floor. What it, raise the floor was like a a laudable idea that ended up being more of a um, you know hedging of bets because if everything worked, if everybody hit on their 80th percentile projections, then they have a team that's in there and competing with Seattle and and the A's and the Rays and whoever else as we are right now. But they didn't right. Like, yeah, uh, Solarte started that way, and how has not has actually fallen off worse than I think you could have ever predicted him. And then the injuries, and and, and you know, Pierce was out for so long that yeah. now the Jays are uh, they're just not there. I, I mean, I think that it's it's hard to evaluate a strategy of like that's you know directed at the margins and getting marginal value out of out of you know the bottom of the roster uh, in a season where you got. You've got nothing out of Donaldson, nothing out of Stroman, nothing out of Sanchez, and nothing out of Osuna. I mean, you've gotten a little bit out of those guys, but, uh, you know, those are, if not your four best players, pretty damn close to it. And uh, they've provided nothing for various reasons, and some of them out of their control, some of them not out of their control. Uh, and so, I mean, it's just hard to say that but for me that, you know, for, uh, raise the floor was a mistake. Uh, or not the way to continue to look at things. Like I think it is still going to be important going forward to to just try to keep the talent level at the at the big league roster as high as possible. And, and I, that's maybe not necessarily always the strategy that they're you know that they should go for in terms of you know adding talent. It shouldn't necessarily always have to be unsexy ads that are going to be uh, you know you, you can't they can't all be mediocre you know league average guys two win guys. You need more talent than that. But like Drew says, you know, Bichette's and, and Guerrero was on the way and, and some talent here and, and uh, guys who can, uh, who can exceed the, uh, the two win kind of level. Uh, you know, that's, that's a good way to, I think to, to build a roster that could be really competitive. And I think it, uh, we could have seen that this year, uh, but we're missing about fucking 15 wins above replacement from Stroman Sanchez. <laughs> Donaldson, and Osuna, right. 
All right. What do you yep. think? Is that good? Does that answer your question? That's, Anything else? I think it does. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll see what's next. I, I guess it's def- it was a defensible strategy for this year. It didn't work. And uh, now it's time to uh, get rid of all the old guys and move forward, I guess. Sold. Get rid of all the old guys. Nothing. <laughs> Every, everything must go. Because <laughs> if we start getting rid of the old guys, then, then I'm out of luck. Well, yeah, I, I could keep a couple of the old guys with some of the term, but uh, but yeah. I mean, it depends on if you if you get a nice offer this month for Justin Smoke, if you get a nice offer for Solarte, though that's you know seems like it's less likely because he's not having a great year despite that early success. Uh, you know, Smoke's an interesting one. I, I was reading Nick Ashburn at Yahoo had a, a you know a, I think it's a two part piece so far about uh, uh, you know just looking at each of the Blue Jays' individual trade chips coming towards the de- the deadline, and uh, the first one was about the guys with uh, you know the rental chips, which are just obviously they're all going to go. They, there's absolutely no sense in keeping anyone who's not going to be here beyond next year. But his second one, which I think came out today, was was more focused on the uh, the guys who do have term still left. And while I, you know, part part of me wants to think, okay, you know, next year could be interesting, guys. You know, but like I think it was was it Lindor's first or second year that Cleveland made the playoffs, and Judge with the Yankees, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, big young talent could come in and and really swing things uh, in a really in a really significant way for teams. Uh, it doesn't always happen that way, but uh, but it's it's not something we should you know discount so maybe 2019 isn't going to be so bad and and you know in my mind i'm like okay maybe if justin smoke sticks around that's that's not the worst thing in the world and you got to have some guys to you know the to do the whole thing that we used to always laugh about of you know showing guys how to be pros and all that mm-hmm. uh but if you get an offer for justin smoke if you get an offer for kevin pilar though i guess that's obviously not not on the cards now someone oh has a, a contract option he's been really good he might get you a really decent package back right now at the, at the deadline. I think you have to consider all those guys. Uh, but I would be surprised if they, you know, it was just totally children next year. I think you made a great point. Um, and it refers, you know, you mentioned Aaron judge and how the Yankees, like the Yankees made the, the ALCS last year. The Yankees are not an ideal test case in any scenario, but how many times do you think of Yankees trade Yankee fans traded Brett Gardner in the last two years? Mm-hmm. At all season, I'm sure last year there was that was the topic. And before, of course, the Yankees just turned it all on. And, and yeah, you need those guys. And and you know it would have been easy if, if if the Yankees early on to be like, well, well we could trade uh, Didi because then they've got Gleyber Torres waiting. Well, now you know now they have. I mean, Didi Gregorius is not an old guy, but but uh, you know I think the Yankees are a decent model in that way in terms of not not just clearing the deck completely they just made sure that they traded the guys that had a lot of value and they uh and then again they made a surprise run to the alcs okay so now we're about 20 20 maybe 22 23 minutes in and uh we have to get to rock bottom already um Uh-oh. yeah this isn't a call from vancouver is it it is a call from vancouver oh, mr Brooks. how are you sir holy moly is it hard to get into this chat you have to, <laughs> you have to sign in with safari took me 10 minutes to find safari on my phone well you had to log in with twitter no you have to go into safari oh if you're, if you're using a fucking mac if you're using a mac like a goddamn vancouver hipster yeah sure. <laughs> uh no I, I we joke constantly non-stop at dave's expense but i the first person i reached out to i said dave we're doing a call and show and you need to call so uh so here you go what do you got well, well i think you know why i'm calling i'm looking for my apology for who? 7th, 
2017, <laughs> I was on this podcast and was laughed off the podcast for suggesting the Jays trade Josh Donaldson. So I'm here for my apology. You're right, Dave. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you are, in fact, the <laughs> true ghoul. It's not. It's not Stone and I who have you know forged this ghoul brand. It's you, the guy, the West Coast correspondent who wanted to trade one of the better players in uh, in franchise history, just out of pure fear, out of just risk tolerance, of which you apparently have none, which but is odd because you live in Vancouver, so you must be. There's just risks abound. They're everywhere you turn. Don't you mention any earthquakes? But seriously, that <laughs> sweet, sweet trade value has now dissipated. Hindsight 2020, looking back on it now, do you guys, will you admit that you wish the Jays had traded Donaldson last year? No. Sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll admit it. What I, yeah, I mean, if, yeah, if I had known that this year was going to be dog shit, then, yeah, of course, trade him away. I, I, what even was his, uh, was his situation coming into the trade deadline last year? I mean, he wasn't hitting great. Uh, you know, you wouldn't have been getting great value for him at that point, anyway. Well, the, uh, but no, we can make we can make all sorts of excuses. But okay, Dave, no, Dave, Dave, you can have an apology. I'm sorry for doubting <laughs> your your fucking genius. <laughs> I don't think they should have traded Josh Donaldson. Donaldson was not the kind of trade that you should have made at the trade deadline last year, uh, because it should have been done in, after 2016. Well, <laughs> no one see that's the thing. That's not ever going to happen. And right. the other side of it is, you, you why limit yourself when you could have gotten there could have been potentially so, so many more teams in the in the running. I feel like if you had looked maybe to the Brewers as a team that could have maybe have been a been a potential buyer this winter, given considering the Brewers were more of a team that pushed all their chips in and, and was ready to ready to go and ready to compete, as opposed to last year when they were. You know they were around the race, but I can't see them them feeling as though at that time last year they were in the same position they are now, where they're one of the better teams in the National League. They made obviously that huge trade for Yelich and for Kane, and they and they look really great. And then they've got Aguiar uh, breaking out. So I don't know that he's he would have been a deadline deal last year. For me, that would if if you were going to do it, it would have been in the winter last year. But then, I mean, you, I don't know. They, last year, though, we we spent so much time talking, and I'm sure the team had their I, their thoughts and their eyes on an extension as much as anything. So, you you by trading, if you make that trade, obviously you throw that out the window. I mean, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, but but I think maybe maybe we haven't seen the end of Josh Donaldson as a Blue Jay. Maybe it's very, po- it's very possible. Of course not. We we have to sign him now. He's not gonna he's not gonna have any other offers to get a draft pick or anything. No, you think that's it. He's not going to get a draft pick. Wow. I think oh, we've had God, this discussion yeah. already. This is sad. Okay. This is very okay. sad. So I'm going to now, everything Drew said, and I'm going to say to Stoughton, thank you very mm-hmm. much for your apology. I accept it. Okay. And I appreciate you guys. All right. And before now, before we let Dave go, I have a question no. for him. I have a question uh-huh. for him. Uh, you know, since May 29th, uh, our friend Kendris Morales has uh, a 151 <laughs> weighted runs created plus. Now he's sitting at 101 on the year. That's a you know that's a little lower where it needs to be. But are you are you starting to get a little frightened? I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. Once he once he started getting into the 90s and watching at bats, I was like, oh god. But, <laughs> but but I do think I do think he's just as likely to have another 
uh, horrible streak like he started the year. So we'll see. I'm just happy he's going to get to his 350 at-bats. So we'll at least get to see who for sure was right. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the wire. I it hope is. so. He's looked he's looked good. It's it's weird to say because he looked like so cooked for so long. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's one of those things where you just – you don't understand baseball, right? Like, I guess guys can make adjustments, but – you watch the first month, and I don't think anyone would have been wrong in him getting cut or anything like that. So that's the name of the game. They, that, it, it, there's so much variance in baseball. There's so many weird things that can happen. There's so many little mis- moving parts and pieces that can get out of whack, out of sync. That sometimes guys look like they have they forgot how to play. Cole Calhoun of the Angels is a great example of he his way to runs created plus was like nine at one point this year. And then he went on the DL and he came back and then he's been good. He's been really good. He had like an over 800 OPS since he came back, but it's only moved his 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 overall season lineup to like a 43 or something way to run created plus. The exact same thing as Kendrick Morales, but even a younger guy where you're like, how could this possibly happen? Did this? Did he literally forget how to play? Yeah, exactly. Um, especially when they have a proven track record. Like there, there's that sweet spot where Morales, you can say like, oh, he's old. Okay, so he can't hack it anymore. He's old, he's lost in bat speed, he's lost his vision, whatever it might be. Um, or when you see Russell Martin, when you're like, oh my God, what's wrong with this poor bastard? Why does he look so 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 haggard at the plate? But uh, but we'll see. Okay, let 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 Burroughs go now. Of course I did, I did. I want, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to like I wanted to be really rude to him, but I decided I can't do that. I can't uh, I can't be rude. Be uh, be uh, be rude to Dave. Dave has been a big supporter from like literally day one, and so while we give him a hard time, we call him a menace because he uses the internet in menacing, like disturbing ways. He is uh, one of the good one of the good ones. He's a really good dude, and I'm glad that we have him in our uh, in our in our ranks. So we got another caller here uh, from an unabashed Gibby supporter. Do you think he survives the season uh, physically or professionally? If not, any chance Schneider in New Hampshire gets the job? I think Gibby will finish the year. For sure, yeah. There's no, there's no value. There's nothing. Like, what, what would it take for him to get fired? Like, he, it's just not good. I can't see that ever happening. There's no, there's no upside to that to me, unless well, you know, crazy happens. It'd be like uh, losing the room, kind of a thing, or, or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, it could happen, but I, th- but I think yeah, it'll probably. Uh, if it happens, it'll be in the off season. I I hope it doesn't. I mean, I I can't speak too much to Schneider. Uh, they, the organization seems to like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy who maybe is one of those guys on the fast tracks to the big leagues, but I have no fucking idea. I, I could possibly. We've um, speculated about this a few times before. The belief that they're keeping all these these guys together and that, that Schneider is something of a, a rising star in the organization. And maybe he is. He could very well be. And I'll believe it until the moment that they don't, that they do. Right. So they hire Wedgie, yeah. Or, well, somebody asked a question here uh, further down. I apologize. Would you let Mike Matheny be your team's third base coach? And uh, I think that Mike Matheny has shown himself to be quite incompetent and, on top of that, a bit of a dick. So I don't yeah. know that I'm necessarily in a rush to get him in the mix. I guess he is a former Blue Jay, to That's, his credit. That, that is true, yes. Uh, but I don't know that I'm really um, interested in, in bringing him around. Um, no, get, me, get me Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi. All right, so we've got a couple ca- uh, callers waiting. They're anonymous, so I might have to put the kibosh on this unless it gets, <laughs> it gets out of hand. I know there's a couple of Yankee bros who are trying to get in. 
Um, one guy said um, his comment was, of course, Yankees only, um, but he he wasn't able to call in Sam in New York. So uh, thanks for that, Sam. But uh, let's go to this guy who is ca- calling in anonymously. Hello, how are you? You know, you know what I say. You got to say as a Yankee bro, uh, I want to say that, you know, the Jays are shit and uh, the Yankees <laughs> are the best. That's all I'm saying right now, you know? Yeah, Baba Booey, yeah. Good to know. Good yeah. To know. Thank you for your contribution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's actually Devang. Hey, you know, I, I have a real all the all the menaces in fucking Vancouver now. Okay, we've done so well by shipping them out. Devang, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Are you good? Lovely so, to hear you. I'm glad you yeah. called in. You guys sound great. Uh, it took me fucking really long to actually call in, but uh, the, uh, man, it was accosting me just as I tried to call in right now. But what I want to ask is, in the grand scheme of things, let's say for example that it all goes to shit as it's going. What is the return for J. Hap? That's my question. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Devang. I, I think that's the uh, the million-dollar question. Um, I think we've talked a little bit about this before, and you see other people who have who've spoken of it in terms of what can Hap offer or what Hap's going to bring, and is it going to bring something similar to you, Darvish? And while, while J. Hap is not necessarily the picture of the quality of you, Darvish, he is effective, and he's one of the only kind of top-line starters that's going to be out there. I mean, he's obviously a better pitcher. He's pitching better uh, right now than, say, Cole Hamels, who you know netted yeah. a, a buttload of, of, star, of prospects back in the day. But now Hamels isn't that anymore. True. And, and I mean, I had term at the time as well. And, yeah, exactly. Had lots of had lots of uh, years of, uh, of contract remaining. Um, Hap is a rental, just like Darvish was. And so the... Dodgers gave up Willie Calhoun, who is um, still in AAA uh, with with the Rangers. Doesn't really have a position, I think, uh, but he is a pretty pure hitter, and he's still a top 50 or top 100 prospect, even though he had a really slow start. I think there was a lot of uh, frustration. Uh, is kind of what I've read through from Rangers people um, with still being in AAA. But that's a guy who has a big league ceiling, right? That he's there's a, the chances of him not having a big league career are pretty um, pretty slim. Mm-hmm. So is that the kind, like a top 30, top 50, top 100? You know, one of a, a, a good teams or a team of the deep, with the deep farms, top five prospect? Um, I don't know. I mean, you look at what the Orioles did. The Orioles looked like they maybe went for volume more than, than um, uh, you know, ceiling. They didn't get any of the Dodgers, yeah. like top, top, top prospects, but they got a lot of uh, players that kind of a spray and pray approach. And you look, <laughs> even, well, I mean, even today with uh, Cleveland traded for Brad Hand, um, from San Diego, and they got um, two. They got uh, Francisco Mejia, who is a one of Cleveland's top prospects and has been for a while. Well, one of the top prospects in in baseball. I mean, that's it's a really interesting move. I, speaking of the Keith Law midseason one that came up today, I think uh, I think Mejia was uh, was fifth for him in really? baseball. Yeah, no, like he's. I mean, I, the internal evaluations may be different, I suppose, mm-hmm. but. Uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, it, it's a, a it's a really interesting trade for San Diego. It seems like they've done quite well. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's fifth. Well, and as you mentioned, uh, we as we discussed with Cole, Cole Hamels, um, Hand has term. Hand yeah. has is still under contract for uh, next year plus an option, I believe. He had signed that longer term contract with the Padres back a couple of years, um, and the Padres have said early on or already that they want 
uh, Mejia to stay behind the plate. So especially when he came to the big leagues, there wasn't a lot of catching time for uh, Francisco Mejia. So he's been kind of moved around the diamond a little bit, did some DH or whatever. And uh, but the Padres say they're going to move him, keep him back behind the plate. So it's there because, because the giant bag of potatoes that they have back there right now is very good defensively, but can't hit the goddamn ball. Uh, no, he can't at all. And, and uh, there was some there was some discussion actually online amongst um, you know there, there's a group of Nats fans that I that I follow or interact with um, you know the famous McNally among them, and they've come out on a very like anti prospect. Trade all your prospects. Prospects are overrated, and I think a lot of this stems from the the Fangraphs trade value piece, which is going around right now. Like they're doing, they've done it all this week, and it's very prospect heavy in mm-hmm. a way that I was like, really, like this is, I don't know, I I didn't necessarily agree with the rankings, but I also think that the rankings reflect the way those players are in fact valued within the industry. I, though I did see someone snarking about that, who was like, keep in mind, like three years ago, they had Jan Gomes ahead of Clayton Kershaw on that list. Well, yeah, I, haven't now, that, I haven't checked that for accuracy, but it's a good, now, uh, it's a good bit of snark. To be fair, of course, that was done by the previous managing editor of Fangraphs, who, of now, who does in fact work for San Diego, um, the Padres now. But uh, so it is Kylie McDaniel who who has like baseball front office experiences. You know, indeed, yeah, yeah, no, Kylie's, so, yeah, Kylie's great. Not that the other guy wasn't great, but no, no, and, and I, and I, I, I just thought it was a funny Kylie one. of Dave. But but my thought was like Kyle Tucker. I think was it Kyle Tucker, one of the. Whoever's the the treat of the week, Astros outfielder was like number fifty, yeah. and he was ahead of you know some really nice players, but players who are pitchers generally. Okay, Carlos Martinez, you know. So if if the Astros or the Cardinals called and said we'll trade you Carlos Martinez for for Kyle Tucker, the the suggestion is then that the Astros would say no, um, which is uh, which is a little hard to believe. And Stroman fell off the list as well. But uh, and the, but then in, then on the other side, Shohei Otani again. I think just very cognizant of the, the the risk inherent in in pitchers. But the the long way of saying this is that, and it's something that we've talked about. It's something of a concept that we've used a lot is the idea of warts and all. So a, a player like um, like Mejia has some warts. Okay, is he gonna is he gonna catch enough to be, stick behind the plate? Is he gonna hit? And uh, then the, the talk was, you mentioned Austin Hedges. So Austin Hedges was like top 10, top, or not top 10, but top 20, top 30. Going to have a long career. He's a great catcher. You know, just amazing defensively behind the behind the plate calls. Great game. And now here he is looking at, you know, looking like they've already, they're already looking to replace him because he has a 62 OPS plus for his career. He can't hit. He can't hit at all. And the Padres are terrible. And and that's the, the my, my concern is like, I mean, he is screwed now because he's never going to develop because the Padres don't know how to do it. They have a terrible, terrible track record. It does seem like a thing. And so that uh, that is your official what's the score answer to uh, what the Jays will get back for Jay Hatt. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> – but I, I, I guess it's because I don't know the answer. Right. But so the like, Mahitra is, 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 is an interesting mm-hmm. – it's an interesting. I was just gonna say it's an interesting cop for what you can maybe get for a Roberto Osuna, where he tradable at this point, or an Osuna plus another reliever or something like that. I, I would I would give up more for Osuna than Brad Hand, and I think the contract situation is more favorable. And yet, one would have to maybe hold their nose to do so, depending on where one comes down on that mess. Well, I. I if you were if you were really wanting to to make a, a straight comparison between Osuna, you would probably get to like Ken Giles. But maybe that's also the the if you're on the buying end, that's the worrisome side. Like, am I, are we really going to give up that much for a reliever that we've now sent down to AAA? Um, 
But I, I think that it, the long story short is I think if if J Hap is able to maybe perform once another start that's that's still that looks nicer when you're putting his stat sheet in front of the owner when you're going to get sign off on the trade as because that's something we spoke about last week. I mentioned how I was so impressed with his outing in Boston, even though it ended in tears, um, mm-hmm. but and with no earned runs. But if he does have another nice start, so maybe you're going to get, you know, the kind of top prospect who who uh, all, all, every team has, which is a guy with a lot of upside, but a guy with some big flaws, uh, or a guy with with some big question marks. So with, with Calhoun, it was his position, and, and with Mejia, it is you know, is he going to do one or the other? Is he going to be able to hit enough to 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 get out behind the plate or is going to be able to catch enough to stay back there like kind of a fifth mm-hmm. you know so I don't know who what that means and what the what the Yankees uh, would offer or whomever else if it's I don't know if Milwaukee's in the running Arizona some I'm just thinking of teams that are yeah. kind of in need um, so what kind of prospects they can offer I wish I could answer somebody who has a better finger on the pulse of the minor league systems of the league could do a better job of answering without referencing Austin Hedges and uh, McNally, which somehow I managed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Get that, get, get that Clint Frazier. Come on. Let's Clint Frazier, yeah. He's too good for AAA. He's too and, good and for I, AAA. You know what? I mean, the Jays, the Jays outfield prospects, uh, mm-hmm. it, it felt kind of robust, robust at one point, but – I don't think I don't think it would be too much to add another top talent there. I mean, who knows what happens with Pilar? And uh, I saw was it maybe Richard Griffin today wrote about you know where the future of the, the roster is going, or somebody did, and, and had uh, to Oscar Hernandez at DH eventually, which of course is Vlad's spot, but nonetheless, uh, 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 you know, there another outfielder wouldn't hurt, but also. Yankees got those got a lot of big arms of the type that the Blue Jays just do not seem to ever develop, and uh, you know the way that other teams have. Um, so maybe adding a couple of those kind of guys. Uh, was that you? Do you have you were tw- tweeting about that earlier, or somebody was at least that I, I saw on my feed just talking about how you know guys come up throw who throw a hundred and two, just you know popping up everywhere on everybody's roster, and it's like the Jays just never seem to to have those guys. Well, they have what's his name, Nate Person. Is they do. He, well, yeah. Yeah. Once he gets the fucking uh, pins out of his, his forearm from taking oh, yeah, that ball. That's right. I was going to yeah. say, he's on the side of a milk carton somewhere, but uh, that's a tiny yeah. reference for all of the, the young people who <laughs> call in podcast. Yeah. Uh, we have another big important question from a, from a, uh, a long time uh, guest of the show, which is, of course, the Zoobs. And he wants to know who's our pick for Atlantic League MVP. Um, I think we know the answer to that. We don't even have to. It's Lou Ford. That's Lou Ford's league. You can't come into Lou Ford's house. I don't care how how uh, shiny your prospect um, uh, helium. If helium is shiny, but no, Lou Ford MVP of the Atlantic League. I can't. Uh, I can't disagree. You can't. Most, disagree. Mostly because I. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess if, if Lou Ford does play in the Atlantic League, then he is certainly my. Uh, my choice for Atlantic League MVP. Um, as, uh, as, as a, as, does it, do meets clash in the Atlantic League? Is that oh, no, they don't, count, uh, they don't clash. They don't <laughs> okay. clash one bit. Okay. There's Atlantic League highlights of him making diving catches in the right <laughs> field. He's hitting. Uh, he's coming back, baby. I, I believe. I believe. Future um, middle of the order bat. Oh, God. How good would that be? 
I'm all for that that reunion. Um, one question, uh, or going, uh, go, I'm sticking with this a little bit. It, so I, I mentioned I I wanted to kind of segue into this, and it's we we've we I've said it a million times. We've made the jokes with prospects are for poor people, and yeah, that was when we were rich. That was when we were rich. <laughs> yeah, and, and trade them all, fly fly forever, all the stuff you've heard us say. But one of those Nats bros produced a list, and it was like these were the top fifty prospects in two thousand and eight. And, you know, it, it was in reaction to the Padres uh, account trumpeting that they have nine top 100 prospects right now after this trade um, of Brad Hand. And, uh, yeah, I'm skeptical that the Padres are going to be able to turn convert that into anything. Cal Quantrill is one among them and Fernando, Francis, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. They got a lot of, you know, shiny names in their midst. They're, the Jays the, the Jays haven't cornered the market in the children of former big leaguers is what I'm trying to say for one thing. True, very but true. If you go back and look at that list from 2008 and look at the top 50 prospects, it is stunning how many of those guys actually did work out. Mm-hmm. I believe that. There are busts, of course. Now, again, the the... the, the the transition from a draft, you look at the 2008 draft or, or and then compare that to 2000, you know, top prospects are not the same as draft picks, but you know, Snyder, Travis Snyder, the Atlantic league MVP um, is one of the busts. I think it's not unfair to say Travis Snyder got 2000 plate appearances in the big leagues. And it wasn't as if he was handed a job, especially here in Toronto where he was on the bus and, Shuttling back and forth because he, you know, he never quite produced as he did in his first call up. But even two thousand plate appearances—that's a lot. That's like a su- substantial big league career. He played. He's got some some semblance of pension, uh, and some of the other. Obviously, like Clayton Kershaw's on that list. You know, Jay Bruce was the number one prospect in two thousand and eight. Um, yeah, may, you know, maybe maybe some of these guys didn't um, haven't achieved exactly what we wanted or, or, expect, or thought they would achieve. But like everybody on that, job Chamberlain, again, a guy who, yeah, he should have been better. He expected him to be better. He played for a long time. He was a valuable contributor, made it, you know, he, he didn't maybe make as much money, but that for me, that was the other thing. Looking through that list and looking at guys, Colby Rasmus is maybe one who didn't achieve what he could have and didn't achieve what who was expected of him, but like long career, made a bunch of money, went to free agency. If anything, Colby Rasmus was his own worst enemy, not the not the game itself. He didn't want to play. Mm-hmm. But there's guys on that list who just made a ton, a ton of money, got paid so much. Um, and and I wonder if 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 the 2018 list will look the same in 10 years. I just I, I feel like 2008 maybe is a bit of an anomaly, just because of there there are the Kershaws and Longoria and McCutcheon, like guys who turned into these amazing players that. We knew them to be amazing players all along, but uh, I don't know. Interesting. Is it no, to, to go back and look? It's no, I, I did that for something I was writing a few months ago. I did. I don't know if it was that year, but I looked at a, I think a, a cross section of a bunch of years, and yeah, it was pretty surprising to see how frequently, you know, you'd have a you the order might not necessarily be right, but you'd look at the top tier and and, uh, and it's like the it's like the scouts and and the people looking at that stuff. They kind of do know what they're doing. Yeah, it turns out. Maybe they did before. Now the analytics guys are screwing it all up. <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe, that, maybe there's that. Um, got anything else? We haven't no. got as many questions uh, in right now. Uh, we've got our, our Shawl Joke guys back. He's saying landfill's better than a trash can, the Orioles way. Yeah, the Orioles are in a tough spot. Um, you don't get many chances to trade a Manny Machado, and you just hope that you did it right. And and I don't know. I, it's easy to say. They mm-hmm. didn't, but uh, they probably didn't. I, I don't think it's unfair to say that they didn't do well. They, everything that we've said about Josh Donaldson is doubly true for Machado. 
Yes, absolutely. Because if the Orioles came into this year thinking they were going to compete for a playoff spot, they're out of their fucking minds. Yeah. Though I would have said that literally every year they made the playoffs. <laughs> the last <laughs> decade, too. But nonetheless, yeah, no. I mean, that roster just didn't look like it ever had it. And maybe maybe there are Jays fans out there. I'm sure there are Jays fans out there who are thinking, yeah, neither did the Blue Jays roster. But I, I really don't think that's true. I really think that, you know, as much as it you, – you know, you have to. It can't be too much of an excuse. It's the it's the you're done league, not the try league. But getting nothing out of Donaldson, Stroman, Osuna, Sanchez is fucking huge. It is an enormous uh, gap that just no team could be able to make up. I don't think. But I think there within that within that kind of group that you've created, it's mm-hmm. true. But the the issues plaguing them are obviously varied. Yes, right? like it's, it's health has not really been the concern with Sanchez and Stroman in particular. They've just True. been shitty. I mean, Stroman was out for a little bit, but yeah, no, he's yeah. That, mm-hmm. that's so if he's still hurt, that's a problem. If he's not hurt, that's a problem. Sanchez again has been not nearly as effective. As soon as an entirely different situation unto itself, and then Donaldson has has been hurt and looking looking old, just looking like an old dude. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know if he has the maturity to be a star in this league, Josh Donaldson. I think we should make his uh, his uh, comportment with the the media an, an open question that we constantly talk about. I think that's very, mm. uh, I think that's in bounds. Yeah. Okay, so we got two more questions. We'll do these two, <laughs> and then that'll be it. Number one, what's the best case scenario for the rest of the year? Um, I would like to see personally. I would like to see the um, Teoscar Hernandez show some um, improvement in the outfield. That's probably a tough ask yeah (laughs) i'd like to see hernandez and gritcha continue to hit hit as they are um they're never they're not going to be the best hitters in baseball but they're going to be guys who have a lot of power and can use it and and might uh, you know they got holes in their swing but don't miss when they're up so i'd like to see them kind of avoid the deep profound slumps that gritcha has experienced and hernandez seems vulnerable to and Mm -hmm. and then i'd like to see i don't know Best case scenario is that when you do start to move out some of the veterans, you see uh, young guys really um, take the opportunities that are given to them. If it means that Tim Mesa um, is able to get off the Buffalo shuttle and like settle down and be a guy who can get out more than one or two batters at a time, awesome. If it means that if you know the Sean Reed Foley comes up or Ryan Verucki comes back up and and is able to uh, you know get a good run of starts, then that's uh, I'm into that too. I don't know. What, what about you? Best case scenario. Yeah, I mean, I would love to, and I don't, you know, I don't know how much hope I hold out for it because uh, Anthony Alford hasn't had a great season, but I would very much uh, love to see him get a chance to steal Kevin Pillar's job at some point. It's, it's, he's been better over the last month and a half in Buffalo, but uh, the numbers overall still do not look great. But he's a guy who I think, understandably, people should still have high hopes for, even though it's, you know, the 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 progression hasn't been linear just for like he didn't just shoot straight up into the big leagues and stay there uh you know for good uh he's still you know that's still a thing and uh, but i i would you know right now obviously they do have too many outfielders right now but there is going to be a time presumably uh where granderson's gone pilar's still hurt and maybe there's a chance for alfred to come in and and, and sort of look the part and make it so that the jays can feel comfortable next season mm-hmm. uh going forward with him uh, even though the injury history, maybe you'll never feel comfortable with that. And another way, I would also like, I mean, this is sort of, you know, more personal and less about, you know, fixing the fucking team. It would be really nice to see Russell Martin not look like complete dog shit and not have to, like, 
write a piece about whether he should be released in the offseason and, and stuff yeah. like that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think they they are well set up with Danny Jansen coming and having you know a timeshare between him and Martin next year if Martin can hack it at all. Uh, you know, that's that's a that's a guy you would like your your you know the catcher that you're going to have for the next six seven years or maybe longer, ideally. Uh, because Lord knows, uh, <laughs> I, I remember J.P. Aaron Subi was going to be a, a Blue Jays catcher for a long time as well. It doesn't always work out that way, but yeah, it would be great to see Martin show you know a little life beyond uh, getting the walks. Uh, just so that isn't such a goddamn mess. I mean, he's not going to ever be worth the twenty million that he's going to be earned be earning next year, but he earned that at the start of the contract. And, uh, you know, it just uh, it sucks to see people frustrated with him, a guy who's been so good for the team and and uh, and at such a valuable position and such a tough position, uh, and uh, you know, a great uh, a great ambassador for the Jays for Canadian baseball and all that stuff. Uh, I I would really like to see uh, him turn it around to the point where you don't feel like okay, this is going to end in tears. I agree, and we. I think you and I have spoken about this previously, which is also I, I'm I've I'm old enough now that I'm like protective of legacies. I want I want people to remember and treat Russell Martin well, which I think that he might be. I think he might be safe, no matter how bad he is for the rest of this year and into the next year, um, because he has he's Canadian, so it's like he's got a lot of of a his passport is a security blanket. But mm-hmm. I'd like to see him go out, um, you know, with his. Finish his contract, if not his career, uh, playing well, playing as well as you could expect a thirty-six-year-old catcher to play with all his mileage. Um, and my other one, the other thing I would I would say is um, Tulowitzki. Um, I don't want, I don't want to see, I don't want his career to be over in, in a similar way to, to mm. Russell Martin. Um, so I would like to see him be able to come back and and play and like be decent. That would be awesome. That would be very cool. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's like the whole now. Now that you're mentioning this, I mean, there's a whole litany of guys where it's like, uh, yeah, I'd like to see Stroman and Sanchez look like they're guys who can lead a rotation going forward. Well, they got a shot. So here's one more. Um, one He's more. like Tulo doesn't. Here's one more. One more question. Uh, so now we know that Jay should have traded Donaldson in the offseason, and there's someone we aren't talking about trading this July that the front office should be looking to move. Uh, I said it, I believe, two weeks ago. I think they should look to trade Aaron Sanchez just because. Just he doesn't do it for me. I have I had it out for him since he was 19 years old. Like he sucks, even though he doesn't, and he's had some great years. And I'm a fool. That doesn't mean I don't want to see him traded while there's still some uh, a lot of value tied up in his uh, remaining years before he hits free agency and he throws uh, really hard. Yeah, no, I, th- I, I, you know, I don't know that I necessarily agree. I think he could be a really important part of the Jays going forward. He's, uh, I mean, it's really gone sideways the last two years, and and the command being an issue again, you know, coming up at this stage, when you know it felt like he was over that stuff, uh, is a concern. I don't know about trading him at where his value is right now because I just think he could, he could very easily make you look foolish by by pitching much better than this and and looking like you know whatever you got back for him was not enough. But yeah, that, that that could that could very well be a guy. Um, I mean, I think. Well, every, I, people seem to think that the Osuna is going to get moved. It's a it's a thing that uh, you know I was talking about it a little bit on Twitter. Uh, also mentioned on here in a piece this week, like that Jeff Blair had written that the Jays were kind of thinking about trading him anyway, uh, <laughs> as we joked about at the time, because he uh, partly because he hadn't. Uh, 
switched his off-season regimen to their liking or has, has mm-hmm. stayed, stayed in Mexico and didn't go to Arizona or to Florida. Uh, have, yeah, which uh, was a wonderful rant by you when we mentioned that. But but uh, he, he's a guy who, you know, uh, the legal situation, I think, is a thing, right? I mean, I, 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 from talking about it more, the more you, you realize that as much as it's like, okay, maybe you can – Maybe you could trade him in August. Maybe you could trade him before the deadline, right? I mean, he's pitching. You're allowed to trade guys who are suspended. Uh, you know, it could theoretically happen, but I don't think any team is going to trade for him with his legal status in limbo because if he gets a conviction or, you know, if the uh, it, it could make it difficult to get a work visa. We saw that with uh, uh, Jungle Kong in, uh, in Pittsburgh. Had a had like three DUIs and had trouble getting, uh, getting into the States. Uh, so teams just can't trade for a guy when that's up in the air. So I think that, you know, the Jays' hands are tied in, uh, in that respect uh, until the legal matters solved a little more. But that's a guy who I think obviously will be on the radar to be moved and, and would have been anyway. And, you know, we've talked about that before as well, how uh, he can bring back a bounty and is also, a, a, you know, a, a guy who's going to be a luxury on the kind of team that the Blue Jays are probably going to be uh, the next couple of years. Though you never know. Yeah, there, there aren't really that many kind of you know low-key pieces um mm-hmm. there might be some uh, i remember uh, alex asher wojcikowski is an example of a guy that the blue jays soured on internally like pretty quickly um because he didn't throw nearly as hard as when they scouted him and he was in high school and so he they he was involved in uh jay the jay Hatcher, yeah. so whether there are maybe there are some guys further down the line um some prospects you know like the the kid the what's his name uh, green, no green, mm-hmm. Connor Green, Connor Sheen, yeah, yeah, the that guy. So maybe there are some candidates like that. I I'm not privy to that information, but you never know. Somebody who maybe maybe a, a Biggio, for example, maybe he's a guy. That's, that, a, that's a name that popped into my head. Yeah, you know, take the look at those home runs that he's hitting this year, and maybe be like, oh, I don't know if he's actually going to be able to do that, and then uh, could maybe get something interesting, could entice somebody with a guy like that, perhaps. Stupid Astros. See, if the Astros were the old Astros, that's like a done deal. You could just make that trade and just <laughs> extract some sweet, sweet value. But they're too smart and too good now. They're not going to do that. They're not going to fall for that baloney. What a joke. Hey, if the Jays keep him, man, that's fine, too. He could he could turn out uh, quite well. He's having a great season. Can't, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think that's it. Thank you very much, everyone, for uh, for your comments, for your questions, for, for the brave the brave folks, uh, friends, generally who who um, it turns who, out who, who called in. Uh, I, I I think this was great. I, I think we will happily do this again. Still. Yeah, I think I think we should. I think once people hear it, they'll probably uh, sack up and call in. And the comments are cool too. <laughs> that you know, if you're not feeling like you want to call in, the comments are down there, so yeah. we're able to take questions from there. So we'll see if we can get this up somewhere. Um, in the meantime, you can re- of course read Stoughton at the Athletic. There's a big uh, doing and do your job for you. There's a big second half MLB sale going on right now. I think I saw they'll probably give you a fucking t-shirt. Everyone gets there's, a t-shirt. There's always a one. sale. Yeah, don't there's subscribe without finding a sale, without a sale. but subscribe. It's uh, it's ridiculous the quality of stuff uh, that you get there, and then also my shits around there sometimes too. It's all in there, and I have a piece one up today on Vice about uh, Javier Baez. Yes, uh, because yeah. he's awesome. So go check that out. Uh, I have another Jay's piece. I'm trying to work on for like a month but uh but I'll, i hopefully can get that up sooner rather than later so uh so yeah check that out at uh, vice sports canada i guess is what it is it's all the same it's all there 
and Reed Stoughton at The Athletic. Uh, thank you to everybody. Of course, if you want to uh, get the feed, I don't know if this one will be in there. We'll find a way to get this in. But uh, you can head over to uh, Birds All Day, or sorry, SoundCloud.com slash Birds All Day uh, is where you can get the RSS, and that's where the website or the podcasts are uploaded directly. And of course, you can find us on iTunes and Podcatcher and all the other places. And of course, uh, we are Patreon powered podcast by the listeners, by uh, by you, the friends, the heroes. So you can head over to uh, Patreon.com slash Birds All Day, and you can sign up and kick us a couple bucks a month, keep us going. And then when you do that, you're eligible to get hold of the Super Bad, the, the Patreon exclusive content that we're doing bi-weekly now so uh so look for that next week when uh, when we're back the jays are back they got a big series with the orioles this weekend uh which is Woo! not the truth but it'll be fun uh the big highlight of i think big more people are probably excited the fact that radiohead's playing in toronto this weekend than the orioles but um when's that not true so yeah that's it um thanks everybody yeah, uh, hops are not good uh, hops are to, good uh, to our anonymous uh an anonymous commenter there. No, come on. I drank a, a big a, tiny bomb. Fuck that. I drank a flavored wheat beer this evening. Let me tell you, of those three words, one of them is definitely inaccurate. Uh, it was fine. And you know what? People are drinking a lot of sours these days, and uh, I got to tell you, just drink a fucking cider. You just want a cider. It doesn't. You don't have to. You don't have to just need the word beer on the label. It's okay. Drink a cider. You're right. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of like they're trying to con us into drinking um, uh, weird beers. I went to a good brewery a couple weeks ago uh, called Merritt. I went to Merritt Brewery in Hamilton, and they had some nice beers in there. So if you're in the Steel Town, check out Merritt Brewery. They didn't pay me to say that. They don't know who the fuck I am, but uh, I don't know Hamilton. It's the whole thing over there. Still very Hamiltonish, even though it's changing. Can't wash that grime off right away. Not overnight. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Stoughton, thank you for joining us. As always. All right. We will uh, we'll talk to you next week on Birds All Day. <laughs> <laughs>